Welcome to the Quintessential Being podcast. Here, you'll find conversations with epic souls that offer fresh perspectives, cultivate awareness, and invite acceptance for you to experience wholeness right now. Join me, Nikki O'Brien, as I dive deep with these beautiful beings of light. A big QB welcome to Jade Lorraine. She is the founder of the Beautiful Body Society, developing a unique program for the female body, which teaches women how their cycle and hormones work. She shows them that to live in sync with their cycle is to understand, love, respect, and honor their bodies better. I feel better already just saying that sentence, to be honest with you. As a nutritional therapist, women's hormone coach, NLP practitioner, personal trainer, Pilates and bar instructor, Jade really does cover all the bases when it comes to supporting women to understand, move and nourish their bodies in a holistic way. I am super excited for this chat, guys. Thank you so much for joining me, Jade. And I cannot wait to dive into all things women's bodies and hormones. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. I am, yeah, I'm excited to chat to you. Yeah, I'm so, and you're in Adelaide as well, which is, it makes me even more excited because I do have a feeling that we'll work together probably ongoing after this little chat. Yeah, yeah. Enough about absolutely. me. Let's start with you because I know that you have suffered from hormone, period, gut, and autoimmune issues like so many mm-hmm. other women do. So maybe can we start with some of your personal story about that and how that led you to be doing what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess when I was younger, early 20s, I had a lot of gut issues and it wasn't something at that point. It, it was just like, whatever, just leave it. There was a little bit of anxiety around like going out with friends and being like, what's for dinner? What am I going to, how am I going to feel? But it was something that I probably ignored a lot about. Also, I was on the pill and I used to struggle really bad well, hormonal headaches at that point. I didn't really know what they were and had them pre-period on my period and nearly two weeks out of the four and I always just chopped and changed pills that there was never an answer it was just go on a different pill and so that's just what I did until I finally had one doctor that ended up putting me on the implant on and that was like I felt like that was amazing because it meant I didn't bleed I had no periods, nothing. And two, now I look back and think, oh God, why why would I do that to myself? But I think it was just, that's where you're at, you know? And I think dealing with it with stress and gut issues, it was just something else that I wanted to just push to the side. So luckily for us, or thankfully we, I took the implant on out, had, and got pregnant really quick. So that was the reason why I removed it because my husband and I are ready to have a baby. Yeah. So that was amazing. We had, had my, um, oh, well, I experienced a few cycles before I got pregnant and they were extreme. Like I thought to myself, wow, like really heavy bleeds, complete, like I sort of in the beautiful body society call it period wipeout where I literally just had to sit on the couch had a wheat bag and I thought, oh my God, like I don't, I can't remember experiencing this intense pain and obviously being on the pill for so long and then not having a bleed for over three years. I I totally forgot that this was <laughs> the extent of it and just probably brush it off as normal. Well, I definitely did brush it off as normal. So I yeah, got pregnant, went through my pregnancy. I did have a, quite a few issues when I was pregnant. I ended up with a heart condition so 
just made the pregnancy super tricky. I wasn't allowed to do lots of movement, which having a big fitness background, I found mentally very challenging. So I, I kind of just emotionally ate my way through the pregnancy, ended up 30 kilos heavier post baby and just not recognizing myself, my body. And yeah, just, just had these like very intense mental struggles. And on top of that, I ended up with like a lot of estrogen dominance. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition that affects your thyroid. So I was in this like storm of (laughs) these intense periods, like super intense periods. I ended up with like a lot like rashes and like this so inflammatory responses, thyroid, so this slugging metabolism. I was doing all the things that I knew post-fitness industry to do to lose weight and to like really thrash my body and eat very small amounts of food. And I was just not seeing results. And and I just, I could not rack my brain. I couldn't understand it. And it was really driving me insane. So like, I guess I wanted to find out what was going on with my body and just felt like I didn't get answers from, from any professionals I do actually have an amazing doctor who's been very supportive and and she's actually quite excited about my business and stuff because she says the same thing like she sees this and it's it's so sad that we don't have these resources to help us and to teach us what's going on on the inside from understanding the symptoms and not always having these invasive procedures to find out things and so I I yeah I started to study I started to learn everything there was to know about thyroid, autoimmune, hormones, cycles, and just started to, and and nutrition and healing and just started to recognize that as women, we were just living in such a masculine energy and such a male dominant energy. And it was like this, you know, I, I say the men are like, the sun and the women are like the moon. So men have this 24 hour cycle. They peak in the morning and then they, they fall in the evening. And that's, that's all it is every single day. And women have this every single week They're they're going through a different intense emotion, a t- intense hormonal change. And it, yeah, it just like, I, I just, even now, like I think a lot of my everything really <laughs> like my, even my husband knows he's always like oh she's due for a period I better just chill out with <laughs> with asking for things and you know he knows that's my take time that's that's me so yeah so it, it basically just came about like that and to be honest with you I actually didn't think any women were even interested in learning this I just thought it was just me wanting to be a massive nerd and just nerd out on all the hormonal stuff but as I entered back into the fitness industry I started to see these period wipeouts and thought to myself like you don't have to experience that you you actually can have a pre-period phase that you're not dreading and not a crazy hungry maybe psychopath <laughs> like or or a period that's completely wiping you out and do any just daily activities So I guess that's how the Beautiful Body Society all started to come about. And yeah, we have a very unique way of training. We, all of our workouts can be synced to your cycle. We have, you know, lots of nutrition resources. We also offer one-on-one health and nutrition. And yeah, we even go into DNA and nutrigenomics coaching as well. So I just love helping women and just get, let them understand that the symptoms that are being presented 
they're not them personally. It's just what's happening to your body at this this state. And I think we get so wrapped up in, I'm a psycho at this point, and and just even that negative self talk. So understanding those symptoms lets you release that from your shoulders. And yeah, I think for me personally, it's just been such a life changer. Yeah. And I love the way you said that. I feel like there's, there's so many things that I want to dig into, but just on that point, like, I really think that we are like the fitness industry was built around men, I believe. And we are kind of, you know, really conditioned to think that if we just ate less and we just worked out more that that would work. But I really am now starting to understand that women's bodies just don't work like that especially after having children like I think especially Mm. after having children yeah so can we can we maybe dig into I know you talked about like hormonal headaches and like gut issues and all that stuff I feel like they're all the symptoms of the things that we've done previously or the things that we're doing that might not be serving our cycle so when you talk about our cycle can you talk to us about the different phases of our menstrual cycle and then perhaps go into like the things that we could be doing that maybe we should be eliminating and the things that we could be doing to help us. So the Beautiful Body Society, we really classify things slightly differently, not, not differently, but I we put our own names on things and stuff like that. So so there, obviously there's there's four phases in the cycle. You have your, your period, so your menstruation. Then you have your follicular phase, which is post-period. You have your ovulation phase and then into your luteal phase. And that, that just goes round and around again. So we have different like sex hormones that are present at different times of the month. So during your menstrual phase, both your female hormones are at their lowest. Then into follicular phase, they do start to rise. Sorry, estrogen starts to rise, rises all the way until ovulation. Then as you are ovulating and after you ovulate, that, that estrogen takes a dip dive down. It doesn't go anywhere. It just is less present. And the ovulation will make the progesterone more present. So you'll see a rise there. And both of these hormones have a really unique, like really unique characteristics. And they, I sort of say like, they're like just different girlfriends coming around to visit. So you've got estrogen, who's like your party girl. And, and she's one of those girls that you're, you're feeling confident, you're more sexy, you're, you're just, you're ready to get out there. You're ready to socialize. You've got this, like, you've, you, you actually, you're less stress reactive. You can handle more carbs, <laughs> like you can handle more, more food and, and you actually can, you can exercise more. You can do all these things. Like you just as this superwoman when, when she's around you. And then when you're heading into pre-period phase, so your progesterone dominant phase, post ovulation you have another friend that comes over and she just wants to rest and relax and just chill and I think giving as women we tend not to give ourselves permission to do that and I think since implementing the cycle syncing it's been something for me that I've going okay mentally I'm preparing myself for this pre-period phase so I know my resources are going to be lower I'm you know as estrogen's not as high progesterone is very stress sensitive so I need to start to focus on de-stressing my body we become more insulin resistant at that time so hunger and cravings become more intense just because estrogen's lowered and estrogen's very it, it's almost like an appetite suppressant and, and you probably start to feel that post-period you're like 
oh, I could skip a meal and not even care pre-period you go five minutes without eating and you're just this crazy like monster trying to find something that's coated with chocolate. So it's, you know, that those impacts, they have real big mental effects on our, like on our health. And, and also like, if you're trying to achieve a health or fitness goal, or, you know, even in your business, when your mindset shifts and that estrogen drops, you have a less, you know, sensitivity to stress. So something that happens pre-period will probably affect you so much more than in the post-period phase. And I think when you start to understand that and honor that, it, it again takes that pressure off, but you can just start to prepare and go, okay, you know, when someone says no to signing up to my program or business, I'm not going to cry about it for two days. <laughs> I'm going to go, okay, well, I'm in my pre-period phase and I took that a bit personally, but I'm going to, you know, move on to to somebody else or, you know, to, to something different and, and just change up your focus. So I do like to do slightly different activities with, with everything in my life in different phases. And then of course, when you're on your menstrual phase, I really like to say, this is, this is your holiday phase. So take a couple of days to just relax, schedule in, actually schedule in three things that fill your cup, like bringing that self-care and allow you to take time out to actually honor and respect yourself. So for me, is it like a non-negotiable or I have to have a bath because most of the rest of the month I may not have time for that. I'll book in that massage or facial or something that just allows me to just sit and breathe and not do anything. And I also try to schedule it a little bit more, like we have different exercise classes to sync with your cycle. So our push pause classes are really nice and simple. It's a non-judgment class on the body. So it's just a stretch class. You can do some breathing and I find that very beneficial. But after those couple of days, you actually have a really nice you can actually tap in because your female hormones are lower. You can tap into a little bit more strength training. It can also help with period pain as well. So there's, there is lots of benefits, but I think it's just not working on that thrashing your body in that 24 hour cycle when every day. And then, you know, that comparison to someone else that could be ovulating, but you're pre-period and they're, they're smashing it. And you're like in struggle town. But last week, you were smashing it and she probably had her period. So I think like just respecting that and, and, and not having that comparison. And, you know, there's so many of those quotes that say comparison is the, the thief of all joy. And I think you, it, it's the same as, it is exactly the same as if you're train, training or working in that male dominant environment and, you know, people are doing really well in, in one aspect and then you are, you have this week where, things just feel like they're falling apart. And, and that's okay because you're probably pre-period. Things probably feel like they're falling apart, but they're, they're, not. <laughs> they're totally. not. There's always a way through it. And I love that. And it really is like when I am listening to you speak, it really feels like it's this shift in perspective. You're shifting in perspective to looking at, like you said, that 24-hour cycle to where we're actually month long, you know, and there's some days we have like the, we are really great at operating in this, you know, I don't want to say like patriarchal society, but we can operate within those, within those frameworks really well. And other days where it's like, we need more rest and recuperation. So what would you say to someone who's struggling to shift that lens and probably it doesn't feel as manageable to like, 
to rest or they've, they're finding it hard to frame up in their mind, what are the superpowers in that pre-period phase or while they are menstruating where we can really kind of wrap our heads around the benefits and the superpowers in rest and rejuvenation? Does that make sense? Yeah. And so one big thing that I like to say is, you know, if you're working corporately or, you know, like for me, sometimes I have events on or things on that I do that I find very stressful, but I, I, and I have to show up and I have to show up with a smile on my face with that confidence. And, but I, I sort of say like, okay, where can you counteract the stress in other places of your life? So yes, you have this meeting you've got to go to your boss has a deadline whatever it is that's okay let let's focus on that instead and then you know tune down you don't need to do the crazy intense hit and spin class like maybe it's the pilates the slower more breathing focus or the yoga or the bath or something like that that you can actually go yeah i know i'm going to need this extra time to rest and and rejuvenate my body and even, I guess, in the, the exercise field, you know, if you look at like an athlete's schedule, they're never like switched on every single day. They have like on-season, off-season, pre-season. So I think sometimes with your exercise, it almost gives you a bit of an option to go, okay, this is in pre-period is almost like our pre-season. It's that strength and conditioning phase. It's it's slowing our body down. It's making sure we're breathing correctly. And, you know, I always talk about breathing whilst exercising because I do see a lot of postnatal mums that need a lot of pelvic floor support. So, you know, focusing on your form, your technique, your, your breathing and that rest, rest and recovery. So then you can actually work harder when you're in your on season or your, your post period and even into ovulation because ovulation is, is really the key to to our our period and we have really amazing superpowers because estrogen just just dominates at that time so I always say to my my clients like no excuses if you're ovulating because you're meant to be getting busy making babies at that time anyway so that energy is is a little bit higher so yeah so it's just trying to counteract that stress because yeah we we do live in an environment where we we don't have an excuse of I have my period or I'm pre-period, this is too much for me to handle. So how can you refill your cup in other ways to counteract that stress so you don't, you're not then, you know, overdoing it. And then overdoing it is only going to cause more inflammation, more hunger, more cravings, more stress, and then a heavier period. And progesterone helps to actually thin the lining of the, the uterus. So pretty much all month long, as females, we build up the uterine lining, which is just like an extra organ, basically. And then we shed it. So that's pretty much what we do every month. And so the estrogen helps to thicken the lining and then the progesterone helps to thin it. So if we're losing progesterone through stress, through not ovulating, through estrogen dominance, we're going to have a thicker, heavier, more intense bleed. And and that's going to cause us to be lower in resources you know, feel more tired and the amount of women I see with low iron and things like that, which again is affecting us. And even nutritionally, like, you know, post-period, are you nutritionally fueling your body for the lack of resources that you've just had, had to experience? And are you pre-period, again, focusing on refueling for that menstrual cycle to, to occur again? So, yeah, there's there's just... It's such a, and, and you're right, it, you know, like even 
a lot of studies that are that have been done they don't do them on women because we're so unpredictable so it's very like young male participants and and especially in the fitness industry so but there are great benefits for women exercising and I'm a big 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 believer in exercise just really helps with the mental health and you know and we can we can lift heavy we can do the running we can do all these things but we just have to be smart with it work at more effectively training our body in a way that will not induce the stress but instead reduce the inflammation and reduce the stress so we can experience it a simple and easy period Totally. And I wonder as well whether I'm just thinking like, as you say, like in that real pre-period kind of menstruation phase, I also think like, I don't know about you, but for me, like I can, I'm really a lot more in touch with my emotions, the emotions of my household, the emotions of my friends. So there's like, you know, the benefits are in the, in the soft skills, the emotional intelligence. I'm more creative. Like I can definitely get in and journal and understand more of my psyche and all of those things. So it's probably, you know, we're more of a whole picture in terms of just this, (laughs) you know, fitness kind of strength and 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 action doing we where I feel like that's like the feminine part of our cycle really is like mm-hmm. the is that pre-period and the and the bleeding part where we're really more in touch with emotions and creativity and all of those juicy femme kind of um, qualities which I love but you mentioned before about cycle syncing and I also know that you talk about seed cycling what is sea cycling I've heard of it before but I haven't really dug into it too much but like yeah what is it and how does it work yeah so seed cycling is is like it's just a nice effective way to not only just boost the nutrient density in your food get some omega-3s which are really anti-inflammatory but also help to manage and balance your your period through nutritional support which I think is really important that you know we, we so often get put on so many supplements and, and and sometimes it can just get out of control I think we come back to the basics of nutrition and really fuel our body correctly we can we can see the benefits and so seed cycling is a an easy way to potentially help balance the hormones so from day one to day 14 15 you're you're wanting to either boost estrogen or detox estrogen so flaxseed or linseed and pumpkin seeds they are two really great seeds to do that and then from day 14, 15 to day, potentially day 28, depending on how short or long your cycle is, you're then doing sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So grounding them, we need to ground them to unlock those those nutrients in them. But yeah, I guess it can just be an easy way. Like, you know, we, we have a protein bowl recipe that you can do at home. You can sprinkle them on your yogurt in the morning, whatever. You can even put them in your dinner. I'm talking like a couple of teaspoons each, like for day, so for day one to just 14. One. One tablespoon of each. Tablespoon yeah. of each. And then you like you're talking about grounding them in like a mortar and pestle. Yeah, or a high power blender, whatever, whatever feels better for you. Yeah. And just keep them in the fridge because the other thing is they go rancid quite quickly, being that they're a plant oil. And so keep them in the fridge and like an airtight container. So you're not having any oxidization going on. Yeah, cool. And so do you obviously do this and have found that it really supports your cycle in terms of reducing physical symptoms or and like your mental health or your bleeds like lighter? Like how how does that translate to? It 
really depends on the symptoms that are being presented. So the symptoms that we track in the Beautiful Body Society are mood, hunger, cravings, energy levels, sleep. And then if you want to go into more depth, you can look at cervical mucus and temperature. And that's going to help us to understand if ovulation is occurring, because again, the ovulation is the key because it's then going to help to boost the progesterone, have that thinner period. So Yeah. So I guess like if those five symptoms seem to be quite out of control, you probably know that there's something hormonally going on and how do we balance that? You know, do you need to focus on, you know, balancing blood sugar, balancing, you know, your mood and, and even, sorry, even into skin as well. So I think it's, it's kind of that circle, that chicken and egg scenario. What kind of came first is, was it a stressor or a hormonal imbalance, a gut issue? And then what are the symptoms being presented? So from, from my clients that we've implemented this, and I don't implement it with every client, we've seen some great results from like, you know, skin clearing up to that, that pre-period phase really becoming easier, less moodiness, less hunger, and, and I guess less unstable emotions, which sometimes we experience leading up to that and a thinner or a lesser intense size period as well. So I think it's important that, I mean, you know, even going into the gut health component, it is important that we, we have that, but I guess these seeds can kind of do a little bit of boosting and and detoxifying for us without having to, you know, maybe potentially go on the pill or or take a supplement that that may do something similar. And I guess like it depends on the the intensity as well. You know, some clients, I have a lot of clients that are still on birth control and that's totally okay. If you still have your ovaries, you're still producing hormones. So we can still find a cycle and and work with it and better it and and work on more that feminine energy rather than being so stressed out and burnt out from our 24-hour cycle. Totally. And you talked a little bit before about progesterone and I know through like personally, I'm always low in progesterone. Like I know that that's something that's, you know, troublesome in my, in my cycle or always has been. And I feel like, especially because progesterone isn't that it's deeply connected to stress because it, what is it the cortisol it gets stolen the precursors for cortisol make make progesterone which makes stress especially for women bring down that to progesterone which is no good so I guess what I'm trying to ask is what like what are some of the things that you can do is it just that taking those those what what seeds were there <laughs> for the like uh, sunflower the and sesame yeah, yeah 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 and I so I guess with lowered and this is where it, you have to look at your full cycle yeah so if you're I mean like yes cortisol can definitely play a role in in lowering progesterone and I think it, it I guess with hormones your body's kind there's always a every thought every action that we do there's always the body reacting you know so even if you know, like if we're going into the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, you know, going into more depth into that. If, for example, you're having a thought of like, oh, shit, I forgot milk at the shop, but you're having a reaction to that thought, like you've just been like, you know, hit by a car or something, your body is going to have that more intense, like tap into that sympathetic nervous system, you know, the cortisol 
may come up, you know, adrenaline, that type of thing. And then if you're having that thought process, like numerous times throughout the day, you can, I guess you can kind of see how your body's going to have to then have produce that reaction because it's, that's the way that our body works, but then also like get rid of the excess. Like you don't need adrenaline floating around your blood. So then it has to reduce. So then of course, if, if your body's then thinking, oh, I'm in a really unsafe place, you know, ovulation may not be happening or it, it could be happening, but then we're not seeing progesterone shine because the body's going, no, I need to detox this, work on this. And I guess it's, you know, with cortisol, it's very much like insulin. If, if insulin is, is dominating and we see that in a lot of clients that, you know, there's that imbalance there. So we've got to get that under control. And then the female hormones tend to kind of go, oh, okay, I can come out from hiding now because mm. that's under control. So instead of stacking all these hormones up, your body will kind of do what it needs to do at that time to, to reduce that. So when boosting the progesterone, you know, as I said, it's very stress sensitive. So like, like exactly what you said, like your body will go, oh, no, I'm too stressed. I'm going to just, progesterone can wait. Let's just get rid of this. I'm not going to produce that. So mm-hmm. the other thing is estrogen. And if estrogen is dominating, estrogen doesn't just disappear at pre-period, sorry. It it just lowers. So it's still underneath the, the layers there. But if you have a, a dominant estrogen, same as like if your cortisol or in, insulin or something like that is dominating, then you're going to have your body trying to detox that. So I guess that's what we teach in the Beautiful Body Society. Um, we have a program called Get Synced and that's our like our group coaching program and it's very in-depth and we go through each phase of our cycle. We actually talk about the stress, the gut, even into our happy hormones and how, you know, serotonin, dopamine and into melatonin is produced because all of these things have play a role in what our cycle is doing you know even into ghrelin and leptin which are hunger and fullness you know sometimes we may be having a a presenting a symptom where we just can't switch we can't stop ourselves from eating that's not you personally that can be because you know we need to increase that leptin sensitivity so they're, they're intense but I think focusing on I can just see lots of answers when I talk to someone about what their cycle is doing and you can just say, okay, well, this is going on. This is going on. I'm feeling this. And, and, and you can just start to create that picture of, okay, this is what we need to work on, you know, and I guess from a coach's perspective, you know, I take that bird's eye view and, and a lot of the time, we individually can't see where we're going wrong. We yeah. can only just see we're stuck in the mix of it. So having that coach or having that education, you can go take that bird's eye view, go, okay, look what I just did in my cycle. Look what's happening. Track your symptoms. The best thing you can do is track and understand your symptoms and then start to slowly implement. So each phase, so Go with the flow is the menstruation phase for Beautiful Body Society. Then we have glisten and go because it's more of our go, go, go phase. And we are glistening. We're, we're shining with estrogen because it also helps with our skin. Um, it's, it's a nice one for that. And that's our post-period follicular phase. Then ovulation, we call that the divine femininity because you are, you're more sexy. You want to get out there. You have that beautiful boost of of energy and then we go into glow up and chill and that that's our take phase so we focus on just chilling out and just trying to 
if we're seeing stresses come up, counteracting that by not adding an extra stress. Mm-hmm. And even like post-workouts when I'm in class teaching or if I'm doing a pre-recorded workout because we do have an app with all of this on, I just say like just take some moments to just breathe and let your body absorb that because we're so quick to race off, race off to the next stressful event. We never give our body that moment to go, oh, okay, that was great. Let, now what, what do we do next? We're kind of like either stimulated from our phone, stimulated from the next thing that we've got to tick off our list. And, and it can be a lot, you know, a lot for the female body. And I mean, maybe that's why we're seeing so much of, of these hormone imbalances because we're just always on the go. <laughs> we are. And I, I think that is like a definitely, you know, I think that's a conditional thing, a society thing too, you know, all of the things that are placed on us not only as women, but also as mothers. And I think then trying to prioritize your own self-care. And like you said that, you know, the big message that's coming through for me is, is to just really, and I don't want to say mindfulness, but that stress, you know, like your body's reaction to stress or the thoughts that you're having, like you were saying before, is actually everything, especially it's really important in that in that pre-menstrual and menstrual phase to be able to give ourselves that time of like rest and down regulation, right? Like Mm. real down regulation, like resting, receiving rather than doing all the time, receiving support, receiving nourishment, receiving like all of those big, beautiful things, which I don't know about you, but I feel like there's been mixed messages that we, that we, you know, that women should do it all or women can do it all Mm. and I do I do believe that we can do it all but I think the missing element there is that part of doing it all is resting (laughs) and part of doing it all is receiving the support and part of doing it all is you know is really deeply taking care of yourself you know especially Mm. in that period because like you said it is really easy it's easier (laughs) it's easier on the days where estrogen shining and you're like go 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 and you feel actiony and you feel like you can take things and and it's like water off a duck's back you know if something happens or you know those those days are so much easier but the days that it's harder and the days that you're there's there's more mental load happening and you're kind of I don't want to say fighting with yourself, but yeah, it's like the guilt is kind of building up or there's like a a narrative that's going on that's not supporting our internal dialogue. I think that's where, I think that's where women have sort of taken a wrong kind of turn. We need to, I love the Mm. way that you're framing this up to, to kind of help us really unpack that and understand what our normal looks like, you know, and, and not to not to mix it up and say that like heavy bleeding and all that kind of stuff is normal because it's not, but understanding that our, our energetic cycle <laughs> is different. Mm, yeah. And, and yeah. so our moods, it's normal for our moods to fluctuate. You know, I'm not advocating that anyone be a psycho because we can definitely support <laughs> ourselves to not be that way. But, but I think, you know, there's, there's definitely days where we are more, I don't know what you keep saying. I, like, I feel like I don't have the words around it. Like, it's, you know, where what's we're... kind of coming up is the blame, you know, like we, we blame I'm pre-period. So I'm got and, and we put this negative self-talk, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to be a psycho instead of, in, instead of going progesterone is like a sedative. It's a relaxation hormone. So instead of going I'm working against it and having that negative self-talk it's like okay well I'm gonna have to just take a deep breath and relax in a different way and and take the pressure off the fact that 
yes, this is going to happen. And the other amazing thing about progesterone is it actually helps to increase our metabolism. And I just, I, I feel like it's just magic that we don't know this because like, well, it's not magic that we don't know it. It's magic that this happens. Progesterone increases our metabolism. So we, it has this thermogenic effect. So if you are temperature tracking, you'll notice that your temperature rises slightly. Mm-hmm. And so that almost makes it like, we actually can do less. We can make sure we're having smaller meals more often. Our metabolism is firing. So we don't need to to train harder or to mm-hmm. do all the things, you know, because progesterone is kind of our backup girl. And, and it's it, when we want to rest, we we can because she's there going, just chill out. I'm here, yeah. to, I'm here to take it over. It's so, like yeah. Mother Nature knew what she was doing, babe. And it's yeah. almost like I think in those moments too, yeah, and our self-talk is really is can be negative because we feel like we have to go, go, go all the time rather than being compassionate for ourselves yeah. and giving ourselves permission to slow the fuck down, mm-hmm. take a breath, and kind of move into this, you know, and like you said, it's not going to last forever. And then I feel like when you do build that up, then you can like hit it, like, and smash your goals and do all the actions when action time happens, you can like really ride those waves better, you know? Mm. So yeah. And even like going into my period now, like I, I don't have day, I can just continue with, with life and not have to have a wipeout day. And I slow it down and I, and I, I honor that, but I'm, I don't feel like I have to anymore. Like, you know, I have a couple of days where I'm, I'm like, yep, just, just take that time. You know, instead of booking back-to-back clients, just take an hour to go, yep, I'm just going to relax and, and recoup. But then as soon as those couple of days are over, honestly, I get so excited because I know like I am yeah. in for a ride and, and I can get all the things done again. And I like to be busy and I, I like to do all the things. And so for me, originally going, oh, I have to stop. I have to do nothing for, you know, and, and it took a little bit of time to get used to that. Yeah. But now I even get excited for that phase. And, yeah. and I'm just about to enter into that pre period phase. I'm just yeah. heading out of ovulation now. And I know like this next week I'm rearranging my schedule. I'm going, right, how can I fit in this? How can I do this instead of, you know, how can I, you know, focus more on what my body is needing rather than, what everyone else's needs yeah. needs are and and that'll make you feel calmer because then yeah. progesterone will come up and, and you will have that beautiful calming relaxation sedative sort of effect instead of you know we're always working against it so yeah yeah it's such a dreaded time I find but it, it can be such a beautiful time I reckon we can turn it into yeah. our gifts like I was saying before yeah. you know like I feel like there's there's other superpowers in that we have access to emotional intelligence we have access to you know the stuff that's probably coming up with us in terms of like mindset work like limiting beliefs and mm. and, and the self-talk that no longer serves us that we can get rid of like we have all of that coming up for us that we can kind of be like okay thank you for coming I can let you go now thank you for coming and showing me that I need to let this go now thank you for coming and showing me that I need to slow down or you know maybe need to Mm -hmm. tune into the energy of the family or have a connection you know with one of your kids or whatever it is like I feel like there's so you know I'll have a movie day you know like I think yes I think those things are gifts it's just that it hasn't been framed up that way for us you know like yeah like I said before mother nature knew what she was doing when she made us you know she made us this way so there must be in it somewhere 
running out of time because we've been we've been chatting for a while but I wanted to I guess chat to you quickly before I ask you about all the places and spaces that you're in like especially after having children I know for me personally it feels like a huge uphill battle to like shift the weight and you mentioned before that you put on a lot of weight in pregnancy so what do we need to understand about our hormones and bodies after giving birth and that in connection and in relationship to fitness and physical movement you know, like how, what, what's the missing links that we see there or that we're sort of told that we're, you know, that we're, that we're not understanding. You see, you see, you know, with your clients that come in. Yeah. And honestly, this could be a whole nother podcast <laughs> Yes, <laughs> um, because, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I guess, you know, like the postnatal care that, that happens is, is pretty non-existent really. Like, you know, you, you potentially have a re- knee reconstruction and you've got six weeks of rehab, but you have a C-section and you're out in, you know, a week if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah you're um, in for sleep deprivation for yeah. the next, like, you know, three months at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and six so, weeks of recovery. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, and you're left with, you're left with a a weight, you know, like you're left with a baby, which is a, you know, like it's, it's heavy, you know, babies could weigh up to four kilos. And so even though the doctor may say like, you know, no exercise, lifting a baby is exercise. And I, I find that, you know, like I call these mummy movements and we need to be making sure that we are, you know, lifting a pram in and out of the car. Like what pram weighs 10 kilos? If you're lucky, you know, that's a lightweight pram. And so even just movement like that, and I had a, a lot of hip issues while I was pregnant as well. And recovering from that, even postnatally, it took me almost a couple of years to actually even address that because it was something that I was like, I'm not going to focus on that. My baby she had a lot of reflux and all sorts of stuff. So we had an uphill battle with that. So again, you get left on the sideline. And so I, you know, it's, it's about rebuilding that core in a really nice way and, and, you know, utilizing the breath when exercising using that belly pumping breathing, which is where we using the rib cage, but we're contracting and, and not just, using like the old school like kegels exercise but actually the connection through the whole pelvic floor the inner and outer thighs into the back and you know I, I before any clients come out we we check for we check their abs I check their core I do like a little bit of a an overview as to what's going on so I know like you know for they, them they might not be able to do burpees or a set or, or squat or or sit-ups or something like that so we have an alternative to that because I probably see women going into exercise quite quickly and and some women are fine like they they absolutely can do it but others need that time and and it's only you know I, I guess even if you're having estrogen issues as well you're going to have pelvic issues because estrogen can also affect you know the urethra like the the lining of your where you pee um so it's like there's you know uh, that even when you're bleeding and you're feeling that like your your insides are going to fall out like that dragging you know that that, that's all hormonally connected so I think once we understand our cycle and we're doing exercise in in a way to celebrate what we 
can do to oxygenate the brain, you know, to get the happy hormones coming through. Exercise can be amazing postnatally, but maybe we can just focus on doing it in a form where it's, it's not, you know, the outcome is like yeah yeah I feel like it's a shift of it's an adjustment of expectations possibly is what I'm hearing from you it's adjustment it's an adjustment of your expectations after giving birth of like the outcome isn't actually to lose weight the outcome is to deeply support your body and to go slow is also what I'm hearing from you and when nourishment I think the biggest thing that I was in that very like mindset of I need to take away this and I need to reduce this and I need to do more of that and it was this punishment very negative mindset like I was only doing this because I hated the way I looked whereas instead of looking at what my body was needing at that point it was looking it was looking for nourishment it was looking for rest and 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 I just ignored all the yeah yeah exactly ignored all the cues because I was so frustrated with what what results I was getting and I think you know you know your exercise may be doing a squat to and and you know contracting the core to breathe to pick up baby and that might be what you do just to start to build things up and then it might be okay well I need to put the pram in the car and as I say, when you're exercising, it's actually quite a controlled environment, especially when I'm seeing my ladies is I'm watching you. Like we have very small classes. I I don't overload the classes. So we have a small class. So I keep an eye on everybody. I can remember, oh, this person's got this problem. This person's got this. Let's not do that and give those modifications. So, you know, like there's so many different things that, you know, that it's going on or the other 20, you know, three hours of the day that you might be sleeping in this weird position that's changing your hips or, you know, you're you're twisting to constantly do this or you're feeding your baby like that and it's putting more strain and pressure and then you go to do some intensive exercise and then there's no strength and our pelvic Mm. floor is like is our our balance zone. It's our zone that's like, you know, it's, it's the the one thing that kind of connects everything yeah so you know that area is 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 really very yeah Yeah. really important and we just kind of continue again to ignore it you know like we do our cycles so you know I guess we just get just to get the picture perfect body I feel like I just opened Pandora's box and yeah that's probably yeah that's probably a whole nother podcast conversation if we are interested in learning more Jade where can we find you online how can we join and sign up to the beautiful body society where are your digital hangouts tell us all the places and spaces yeah, so we, I have my personal account, which is Jade Laray. I also have Beautiful Bodies Society, which is the business account. So either, either one of them, if you have questions, reach out. I, I respond to everything. We do have an app, so Beautiful Bodies Society app. You can down, download it from, you know, whatever, Google, Apple, all of our workouts that are cycle synced. They're all pre-recorded. We also live stream all the classes. So I've got an in-person studio just near Golden Grove, so up sort of northish way. And then we have on the app Cycle Resources, uh, recipe books, pre and post period recipe books as well. I also offer one-on-one coaching. So that's where we actually take a really deep dive. We do nutritional therapy sessions as well as the actual coaching. So, you know, there's a behavior going on, but what what's actually triggering that behavior and the physiology and biochemistry testing. So we're testing the different fluids of the body to see the symptoms that are being presented and like 
does the digestion need work? Do we need to focus on, you know, whatever else is going on, your breath rate, all of that type of type of thing. And I'm just about to launch a more in-depth one-on-one coaching program, which is where we can look at your nutrigenomics. So we can go even deeper into understanding your female body. And it's interesting, I look at my genetics now and I think I have a really bad estrogen detoxification pathway. So potentially, you know, those years of headaches that I experienced and then postnatally being very dominant in estrogen, it, yeah, n- none of what was ever prescribed was right for, for me individually. So, you know, it, it really gives an insight, like I'm not good at absorbing iron and have, yeah, lots of other bits and pieces. So for me, understanding that even deeper gives me more of a breakdown of what my lifestyle needs, where I can nourish my body better, where my body needs support and what works best for me personally, because I feel like this kind of one size fits all just, it just doesn't work anymore. And we're starting to recognize that. So yeah, I'm, I'm just all about helping women to get deepened down into their, their mindset, their, their body, and just understand those symptoms so they can release all of that from their shoulders and go, oh, finally, I know that this is not me personally, but it's, it's just what, what's happening around me and, and, I, and I can change that. I can, yeah, so just empowering women to, to, to change some of these things in, in a simple form so they can do all the things but also have a nice period. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I have loved like learning about like all of this stuff. And I really think it is really important knowledge that we don't learn in school. You know, we don't learn the power of our different phases in in our menstrual cycle and the things that we can do to support our bodies and really understanding that we are so vastly different from masculine beings. Mm. You know, we are feminine beings and it's a fucking superpower and we should be able to like shine that light and and be able to work with ourselves rather than, like you said, fighting ourselves every step of the way, you know, because yes, well, while it is great to action and do and do all the things, it's also, there's also gifts and benefits from resting and recuperating and tapping Mm -hmm. into like, you know, the gifts that the feminine energy has. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. No, thank you for having me. I've had a blast and yes, I could talk for hours. <laughs> so it was easy. So thank you again. And yeah, I look forward to, to our next meeting. Yeah, thanks so much. As always, thanks so much for listening today. And if anything here landed in your soul feels, please share with the people that you love because the more hearts and ears this gets into, the better. If you want more conversation like this, then head over to the Quintessential Being by Nikki Facebook or Instagram page. I would love to see you there. Till next time, big love. Mm -hmm.